Facebook on my screen. So we're going to have to assume that that's the case, right? That's, that's the case. We're on live right now. Cool. We cool. are live. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Ape Safa, Contact Junkie. I've got uh, Greg Harrelson uh, here on this uh, video call. We're going to discuss today what makes a great campaign. Yeah, so, man. Greg, you want to kick us off? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, we were having conversations, um, you know, earlier about some other things um, when it comes to working our databases and, and improving our, our um, you know, our ROI on, on online leads or just leads that we capture. And, and the conversation comes up about campaigns and what the heck makes a great campaign, right? Yeah, absolutely. And within Contact Junkie, um, I, I, one of the things that I've said is like, hey, look, there's a lot of tools out there that allow people to deliver messages, um, you know, through automation. And I think when you really look at it, some, I, I feel like contact is probably the leader in that, uh, you know, in that particular space. But one of the things that I think is really important is to understand that the content in the campaigns or the campaigns themselves is, it, it's a big part of the ROI. No you know, so, and I get that I've been getting questions or I've gotten questions where people will Facebook message me and say, Hey, you have any suggestions on, on, on campaigns? And that's a tough question to answer, right? Because, um, I don't know exactly what they're intending to do. If I knew a little bit more then I could, um, say, Hey, this is exactly what you need to do. And this is what you need to have in your, your campaign. So without getting into the actual script of the campaign, I can share some things that I believe in, and, and I know you have some ideas also on what makes a good campaign. So I'll say number one, not necessarily, this won't, this is an important one, but I think there's one that's gonna be the most important that we'll discuss in just a minute. Right. Um, this particular one though is the, um, the, the content itself being delivered through multiple channels. Okay, so it's not the script of the content, it's the, the fact that it's got to be delivered in multiple channels. In other words, when we're out there trying to make a, a, create a campaign to get people to engage with us, we need to make sure that we're, uh, the campaign includes a call. The campaign must include a text. The campaign must include an email. Um, and if there's any other channels that you know of that you may want to do, like you could then take all of your leads and then put a, a, a Facebook um, post just to that custom audience. That would be another channel. So what I believe is that you've got to use multiple channels. Agents that are, are relying on email drip campaigns alone, hey, I, I, I applaud you for taking the initiative and, and being in action on doing something because something is significantly better than nothing. But the reality is, is there's so much noise and competition for attention in, in the email inbox that it's hard to stand out. So I look at email as being one way to actually communicate. But the email, when we blend in text, now all of a sudden, when we have texting and emailing, now we're getting a better response from our emails and we're getting a better response from our text. If we only have text, then we'll get a good response. If we only have emails, then we'll get an okay response. But when we have communication going out in a campaign that's doing going through both channels, we get better responses in each one of those individual channels collectively. Now what happens if you add in a phone call? You add in some phone calls and some voicemail um, messages. Now again, that may not as a standalone 
give you a great return. You may not get great engagement, but when you add that to the other channels, now it raises your rate of engagement tremendously you know, within that campaign. Any thoughts on that, Abe? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the combination, like one in itself is, is somewhat powerful, but it, when you combine them all together, there's an exponential increase in, in, yes. in, in, um, in, in, in power, I guess, uh, for, the, for the response. So, yes. and, and also going back to that, making it where they actually flow together, right? So yeah. if, if, you, if you left a certain voicemail, the text message shouldn't be like completely off target. It should be kind of go with the same message through all and keep it consistent through all channels. So yeah. it looks like it was really personalized for that person. And it's not like all over the place with different messages. I, I, absolutely. So an example of that, and that's critical, you know, it's got it, 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 the, the days of one size fits all. It's not only over, it's been over. I, but I just don't think agents have admitted that yet. You know, they're still blanketing with very generic type of communication. And, and that's why I don't like, you know, autoresponders as much. I mean, I, I, I do believe in autoresponders, but one of the, the weaknesses with autoresponders is they just sound so one size fits all and the consumer's starting to pick up on that. Okay, so what I think makes a good campaign is let's just say that the first uh, contact is a phone call and there's a voicemail dropped. Okay, and then a text may go out, uh, let's say five minutes later. Well, a great first text, knowing that a voicemail was left, then a great first text may be, I just left you a, a, a voicemail and then text what you wanna text. But that referencing, I just left, just left a voicemail, um, knowing that you did just leave a voicemail, brings that to those two it merges those two channels into one conversation and so the consumer's starting to feel like oh this is a real human being and then an email goes out 30 minutes later hey i just you know i don't know if you've got your um you know the the voicemail that i left i i also sent you a quick little text i'm sure you're probably busy but blank now i just blended the email, I just, I just merged the email into to the, to the conversation. So they're thinking, gosh, this person's really like trying to reach me, you know, and, 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 and they're really, you know, seeing this as kind of personalized. It's kind of one-on-one, -on -one, giving them one-on-one -on -one attention. It just doesn't sound like something you could blast to thousands of people. And exactly. I think that's one of the things that makes it very, very effective. Yeah, and it seems real personal. It doesn't look like an email blast or a text blast or even a voice blast. Yeah, you know, and a lot of this came up, Abe. I think we learned a lot of this when we were doing some testing on other systems that had, you know, campaigns. And we're like, ah, the returns are okay. And then we started playing with our own content and realizing, holy crap, you know, there is a way to build campaigns and to, to have these dialogues where we can really move ROI. And, and I think that's what we've done. Um, I think there's another one out there that, so that you and I go ahead. So that was content, right? And then that was consistency. Yes. So. Yeah. So, so we got the first one was multi-channel delivering the message through multiple channels. Okay. Then the next one is, um, you know, make it sound as if, you know, make sure that every attempt of communication blends with and flows 
with a, the other channel. So if you leave a voicemail, then reference in the text that you left the voicemail, at least the first time, because then that connects the dots. So I don't know exactly how you would label that, but I, I, I just know that that's extremely important to an effective campaign. What, what, what are your thoughts on like quantity of text messages relative to voicemail, relative to email? Yeah, that's a good one. You know, um, I, I would say, uh, if, ooh, if I, I don't know how to say if we're going to say it in a percentage, but li li let's just say that I had a campaign and there were 10 total attempts. Okay. Because that would be common for me. Um, then I could see there might be two voicemails, there might be four texts, and there might be, what's that leave us? Um, four. Two emails, four that's emails. Uh -huh. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And, yeah, and, and, I and I think that also, I think that would be my general answer. Now, it just kind of depends on, you know, the lead source too. The lead source may dictate that. Mm -hmm. um, and I might go a little bit more heavier on text at times. I might go a little bit more heavier on email at times. I don't tend to go more than probably 20% of, um, you know, when it comes to voicemails. Yeah, yeah. So when I do my campaigns, it's typically a three to one ratio for me. Okay which is very similar to what you're saying. So I would send like uh, out of 10, I'd probably have two voicemails, two emails, and six text messages. Mm -hmm. Got it. Somewhere in that range. And then that seems to be the right balance. And again, but it does, it does um, depend on what kind of lead source it is. But if we were going to generalize and, and, and kind of give an estimate across the board, it's somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. And I know you know the numbers better than I do, um, but let's just take a online buyer lead. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's Zillow or the Real Geeks websites or wherever we may get some buyer leads, do you know Abe, a roughly what, how many attempts has made before we get actual engagement from the leads? Yeah, the the average is somewhere around seven. Seven. Okay, I good. Somewhere in that ballpark. Again, obviously there's different lead sources, but it's somewhere around seven. Yeah. Okay. So that would be considered an average. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and I'm not okay. counting the manual attempts. Right. Okay. Okay. So, good. Good. So seven after you've already made a few manual attempts. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. So, you know, if that's the average, then we, we, we could, we could probably argue that a campaign needs to probably have at least 12 different um, uh, communication sequences within that campaign, right? If the average is seven, so mm -hmm. some are taking more than uh, seven, some are taking less than seven. So a good campaign, knowing that it's going to take that many, you need to make sure that your campaign has more than that in order to, you know, be able to perform and deliver a good ROI for you. So I think that's another thing that we should factor in. I, I agree. I agree. I've seen some people use like really short campaigns. Like I've got campaigns that are as short as three messages, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm reaching out to people in my database and it's just a, just checking in once a quarter, see how they're doing. It's just one text, one voicemail, one email, and that's, that's perfectly fine. But if we're talking about new leads, yeah, the campaign needs to be a minimum of eight sequences, eight messages, and somewhere, but ideally you want to be 10 to 12, somewhere in that ballpark, and that, yeah. that should do it. Yeah, and that would be a blend through all the channels. That'd be total number That's of correct. sequences, yes. no matter what your blend is. The other one, and you know, I know we didn't want to be too long on this for um, our face, first Facebook Live, you know, with Contact Junkie. Right. Um, but the other thing I think that we got to tell, the, the, to tell everybody is this, is another thing that makes a good campaign is the timing. Yeah. And, and when I say the timing, I want to put a lot of focus on the timing of putting the lead into the campaign. So like if you get a lead, 
let's just say you get a, 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 a buyer lead and you call them. You don't get them on the phone, you leave a message, but you call them again and then you call them again, all, all manually. And two days go by, you know, or three days go by and you haven't got this person on the phone and you get a little frustrated and then finally you say, okay, well, I'm just going to put them in contact junkie. Versus if, if you would have actually made your one or two attempts, like double dialed them as soon as you got the lead, and then when you didn't get that uh, person on the phone, you would have put them into contact junkie at that moment, okay? That moment. The difference in your ROI, in your engagement, percent of engagement increase is going to be dramatic when you put them in right there in the beginning. Because when you put them in, you got to remember, you just captured them. They just did something, therefore you captured them. Now that you captured them, you need to get into action and do these multiple attempts within a very short period of time, not wait, 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 and then put them in. Because while you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then put them in, then somebody else who's more actively pursuing them has already got them. And that, you know, maybe that doesn't fit into how to design a campaign, but when it comes to effectiveness of campaigns, I think it's got to be noted that when you put leads into the campaign matters. Absolutely. Everything you've talked about is important, but I think timing is, it might be, if I was going to pick one being the most important, I really think timing is. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can assure you that most of the responses that we're going to get are typically on the first day. So yeah. mm. you're going to get the most number of responses on the first day. Then the second day is going to be the second most number of responses. By the time you get to the third day, it's, it's a whole lot less. You go past the third day, it's over. Yeah. Right? So to, to yeah. me, religiously, that lead goes in automatically that first day. As soon as I get it, make the call. As soon as I don't reach them, instantly it goes into contact junkie at that point. There's no delay. There's no way until tomorrow, the day after, it's too late by then. So yeah, you know what? It's, it, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm thinking about my own agents right now. And I'm thinking about Lori who puts them in immediately. Mm -hmm. And her, 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 like, her engagement is, I mean, she gets 80% or more you know, response rate. And it's all coming probably within that first that 24 first, hours. Yeah. You know? and, um, and then I've got other agents that are, that are trying to manually fit it in their schedule to manually to, uh, you know, to, to call them a few times. And they're very inconsistent about it. And they, on average, probably put the leads in two and a half to three days after they captured them. And their response um, or engagement is extremely low. It's better than doing nothing, but it, it pales in comparison to what Lori's doing and when she puts them in, a, in, a, in immediately. It's just, it just not even the same game. Yeah, and that's why if you look at the campaigns that we've created, you'll see that they're, they're weighted heavily on the first day. So on the first day is typically if there's 10, 10 messages, you're going to see maybe five on the first day and then two on day two and then two on day three because we know the importance of that first day, the immediate um, attention that they need uh, to, to get them to respond is all on the first day. Well, cool. All right, perfect. That's some great stuff, Greg. Um, uh, any final points you want to point out? No, I, I think that's it. I think that, um, you know, may, again, I'll just reiterate, multi-channel mm -hmm. approach. 
the timing of putting in the leads, and then make sure that, 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 that the blend between the multiple channels, the emails, the texts, et cetera, make sure that you're connecting the dots. It it's flows. just not one off. It's like, I send this message, I send this text, and I send this. You've got to reference them, intertwine them, so the person's experience of this is like it's a real communication, a real conversation. That's going to really change your ROI. Now, the good thing is, for those of you that are using Contact Junkie, we share our, our campaigns with all the users. So you can, you can bet that we've really put a lot of time in designing our campaigns to work effectively for ourselves. So just reach out if, you, um, if you're a contact user and you um, need a campaign, you want us to help you with one, we can send you one. And you know, for those that are users, we like to kind of collaborate amongst each other, our own little ecosystem or mastermind group. So if you post on the, our, our closed Facebook uh, group, any campaigns that you would like to have, maybe you've got some good ideas we haven't thought of. I will personally sit down and work on campaigns because you may give me an idea I can use in my company and, and in fair trade, I'll turn around and do my best to give the best content back to you so you can use it in your company. That's great about stuff. it. All right, perfect. All right, Greg, have a good weekend. You guys okay. all have a great weekend. All right. Thanks a lot, babe. All right, take care. Bye.